Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today I would love to talk about don't give up, give in. Don't give up, give in. Giving up can be a desperate attempt to exert power to protect and control your ego or heart. We have strong emotions. I'm just giving up. That's what we usually say. And we're usually frustrated and angry and sad. But giving up in the heat of anger or despair has to do with the ego, the mind. It's, it's analytically based. Giving up is very, very different than giving in to oneself, giving in to a higher power. Giving in is surrender. Surrender is totally different than giving up. Surrender is giving in. Surrender is spiritual awakening. Surrender is a divine invitation to each of us, to each of us. Say yes to life. When you learn how to surrender, surrender is a lifelong, powerful spiritual practice that will always, I promise you, always lead you home to yourself. Give up everything. What it means is also when you surrender, you give up everything that no longer serves you, okay? Spiritual surrender is your invitation to stop struggling against what is. Let go of the clutter in your life and become open to infinite possibilities just waiting for you, just waiting there for you. Surrender invites you to move beyond your limitations, your enculturation, your training, your habits, and you open yourself up to amazing infinite possibilities. Give up today. Give up fighting with life. Surrender. Now, I was taught by my own father that the word surrender was a very negative word. It meant failing, losing. And I grew up with a very type A successful father who, um, and, and in all fairness to him, he was raised um, at the end of World War II, and he and his brothers, everyone was in the service, the Navy, the Marines, and the Army. And so surrender had a huge, powerful aura around it. But what I had to undo, unravel, unwind, erase, transform, or change was when I got into the field of spirituality and healing and psychology, I learned that surrender is the path to happiness, the, the path to enlightenment, peace of mind. It is, it, it is literally the key to heaven on earth, in my opinion. And surrender is at one time. Uh, it, it's a wonderful path. Each one, think of it as a house in a long hallway with many, many doors. Each time the door gets stuck or locked or whatever happens, each one is an opportunity Instead of giving up and turning around and going back, it's an opportunity maybe for you to bow to the door, look at it and say, what do you have to teach me? What can I learn? And then maybe just get on the floor, sit there and look at it for a few moments and, and meditate or just become very aware and stand back up and maybe that door will open to you. That's what, that's what surrender is. But when you open that door, What's behind it is very, very different than what you'd ever planned. So surrender, you know, let's turn it into a positive, uh, light, divine process 
um, that for us to get to our authentic self, who we were meant to be in the life we were meant to live. It's so important. I first learned about surrender when I was in the financial world. I had two children and a husband who was a physician, who still is. And, um, uh, you know, the whole trappings, uh, everything from a Mercedes to the clothes, St. John, Chanel. I, I thought that um, I was living the life that I had worked my whole life to get away from, from my childhood, my horrendous childhood. Uh, in painful childhood, I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to move faster than light. I'm, I'm going to move past all this and, and move to a happy life. But what I found out was as I started drinking and my drinking increased and I couldn't eat anymore and I lost weight and my children, my husband and I were having marriage problems. I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? And what happened was I saw this plaque on a wall in New York City on someone's kitchen wall and it changed my life. I'll never forget this. I was drinking a scotch and water. And, well, really, it was probably at that point scotch and ice. And this is what I read. It was uh, a quote by Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, to learn what it had to teach, so not that when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. Tears started streaming down my face. I slid down the side of the wall and I knew that I was living the most unauthentic life that could possibly be. I was miserable. I had done every benchmark, but I was at the bottom. I was just at the bottom of my life. So I did the thing that I knew. I listened to that quote and I thought of the people that I had respected and loved, and many of them went away on sabbaticals, you could call it, going to the woods, going to the desert. People like Jesus, Muhammad, um, Buddha traveled and went away, so I thought, this is what I need to do. So what happened was I faced my biggest fear on my first surrender and went to the woods. And I bought two pair of overall and a package, overalls and a package of T-shirts, uh, men's T-shirt size small, and a pair of hiking boots, and I moved into a cabin with no water, no heat, no refrigerator, no nothing. It had an outhouse and I kept my milk and mayonnaise and things in cold spring water. Um, it was the only way I knew how to do this was to totally surrender as the spiritual teachers had taught us for millennium, for thousands of years. And I wanted to do it. I didn't want to skip over it and just go to a therapist and bump over my problems and accommodate. I wanted to start all over because everything I had created wasn't me, I, and I was totally lost. So I went to the woods and um, chopped wood, carried water. Before I knew it, um, wounded animals started coming to me, whether they were dogs that had been shot or deer or coyotes whose throats had been bitten. And so um, I started nursing them back to health. And before I knew it, I created an animal rescue. And every single day of my surrender, I woke up with uh, what am I supposed to learn? Where are my teachers? And I learned that every single butterfly, every bird, every breeze, every rainstorm that came up in the afternoon, every uh, mountain man that came by, the man that came eventually when I got electricity to read the meter, every person was my teacher. Every season was my teacher. Every storm, every sunrise, uh, the horses that I eventually got, each one of them became my my guru. So I, in my first surrender, 
surrendered to my past life that I had unknowingly in being kind and compassionate to myself, that's all I knew what to build. So I had to surrender to it. And, and my life, of course, was never the same. I left the financial world, uh, went back to Emory and started my life in spirituality and self-care and healing and um, psychology. And uh, everything changed. Uh, then I wrote my first book, From the Woods, and my experiences, and, and everything happened. It unfolded. So I lived that life. And then I got caught up because, again, uh, wanting to be, quote, successful and wanting to be intelligent, because one of my fears was not people perceiving me as smart, because I was a woman, um, was the intellectual world, to surrender from the intellectual world to the farm. So I went back and got my master's degree, I got a doctorate, I got a uh, MDiv, a master's of divinity, a PhD, I did all kinds of clinical trainings at Harvard, at Johns Hopkins, at University of Massachusetts. I studied with the most famous people in the world in the area of stress and mindfulness. Well, it just really seriously became almost an addiction. Then I realized, uh-oh, because you can feel it. It's a velocity. It's kind of like the smell that once you smell a, a, a rose, an heirloom rose, you can never not remember that smell or the smell of your baby, that fresh smell. Okay. It was just like that. It was the smell of, uh-oh, I'm not on Wall Street at the top of the 104th floor of the World Trade Center, but it has the same feeling. It's the same rabbit hole I'm going down. So what happened? Um, I went to... Um, see this very famous um, doctor, Dr. Dean Ornish out in San Francisco at the Preventive Medicine Institute. And I was there um, learning all of this and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. I happened to be staying at the Ritz-Carlton with my husband. And uh, there I was spending the money on this huge uh, hotel room, expensive. I went, paid for this expensive course and here I was in the room and I couldn't move because I couldn't breathe. So my husband said, hey, we got to loosen this up in your lungs. Um, I want you to get a massage. And I went, oh, God. So uh, I went down and uh, at 7 in the morning on a Sunday morning and got a massage and was in a terrible mood. I was nasty. I was sick as a dog. I'm wondering what was going on. And this wonderful, lovely man started giving me a massage and I just burst out crying. And um, I started sobbing and um, I was laying on my stomach and I'll never forget me uh, telling him how hard I'd worked. I told him about the work, the studies, the dissertations, the um, teaching, the, uh, the exhausting life in academia and how I'd worked so hard and written books and da, 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 and I was sobbing. And I said, I'm so exhausted that I even had to come out here to see the next guru that had the next theory or had written the next paper on stress and how it affected your health. And so it got really, really quiet. And as he handed me another tissue, he handed me a warm rag. I wiped my face. Again, I'm face down. And I'll never forget this. He said, I never give advice. He said, it's not my job. I am to sit here and give your hour massage and just listen. And um, he said, but I feel compelled to give you advice right now. He said, go home to your farm. Don't take one more class. Don't travel to one more institution. Don't read one more book. I want you please to listen, go home to your farm and your farm will teach you everything you need to know. And he touched my back and he said, surrender to your farm. So that was my second surrender. 
I said, how long do you think I should do it? I was crying. And he said, mm, at least five years. What? He said, yeah, at least five years. So I went back, stayed at the farm, rescued more animals, got up to 35 dogs, 65 horses, uh, chopped wood, carried water. I started seeing patients there, developed a center, but I didn't leave. I developed a center where I saw people that had terminal diseases and uh, oncology and people with heart disease and children with brain tumors and had an amazing surrender for those five years. I did not leave the farm. So then fast forward, I happened to write a screenplay, very creative mind in the silence of the woods. And um, I wrote content and then I decided to produce my own television sh reality show. And then I had written content for uh, different types of television shows. So before I knew it, I was in Hollywood. This is my third surrender. And these are just the big surrenders, not the day-to-day -day surrenders. And the only reason I'm telling you is this is about you, not me. I'm just telling you these stories that each time the same hook can get you, but it comes in like a lollipop or ice cream. It comes in different flavors, so you don't recognize it at first. So here I am in Hollywood selling my reality show. I'm sitting there with three of the biggest producers in Hollywood, and I met with them, and we talked to details, and I was excited. They were excited. We went up to sign the contracts the next morning, but I had an uneasy feeling. I didn't sleep that night. Uh, the next morning, I was up at five. I prayed. I meditated. I opened the doors and let the flowers in. It was the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills. I'll never forget it. And I kept asking God, this is what I wanted. So why am I getting, why do I have this sick feeling? What's wrong with me? Am I supposed to be in Hollywood? I, I stayed at the farm for five years. I, and my other surrender, I, I left Wall Street and went to the woods. I listen. I do what, what, what I'm told, not told. I, I listen for the guides. I listen to my spirit. I listen to my heart. So I was doing all this and I kept praying and meditating. And all of a sudden I remembered, um, that I had seen a woman. She wasn't a fortune teller. She was a seer. And it said, I see all the, I take care of all the Hollywood elites. So I went there, <laughs> I left the hotel room, walked down the street, walked in and said, I need a reading. And she said, Oh, okay. So I sat down, she held my hand, and she said, your life is over. I said, pardon me? And she said, this isn't the life you were to be le le leading. And she said, so when you walk out of here, she said, uh, your life will change forever. And she handed me a crystal and she said, hold this and um, hold it in your hand, keep it with you at all times. And she said, because you are transmuting, your life will never be the same and you have to end this life so you can enter your real purpose. And I went, what? I said, I thought I was coming out here to start producing things in Hollywood. And she smiled and she tapped, just rubbed my hand and she said, uh, trust, just trust. So this is the truth. I paid her, walked out, took maybe, I don't know, I walked maybe 10 feet to the corner. The light turned green and I walked off of the um, curb. And that's all I remembered. The next thing I knew, I woke up at Cedar sinai in the trauma unit uh, with uh, fractured ribs, a pneumothorax, a traumatic brain injury, couldn't walk, had no memory. What happened is when I stepped off that ledge, a car going about 60 miles an hour that was texting and not looking hit me. And uh, it almost killed me. I was literally dead for five minutes and uh, they brought me back. I had a near-death experience and and experience death, literally. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast to talk about. But anyway, that was my third surrender because after that, 
I had a traumatic brain injury. I had to learn to walk. I lost all bladder control, so I had to wear a diaper for a long time. Then I had subsequent grand mal seizures. So my life was stripped away from me. Years of memory loss, subsequent depression. Uh, then I tried to uh, uh, thought about committing suicide. So um, I fought it and fought it and tried to fight it. And then I had to surrender to that. I had to surrender from Hollywood back to the farm and um, had to have caretakers. And it took years and years of physical therapy and help to come back. And thank God I did. Part of my brain is still gone, but obviously I'm functioning and I've worked very hard to function at this level. That was the third. And so uh, I'll end my personal experience because I want to talk to you about you. My four, big, fourth big surrender was moving from the farm to the city life. So I had lived in the farm, lived in the farm, wrote my book, saw people, developed all kinds of really sweet, kind things, foundations and things. But then a, a monk that I went to visit, who I respect very much at a monastery, I said, you know, I feel like it's time for me to surrender to something new. And he said, yes. He said, you can spend your life at the farm. He said, but the true work is we need urban monks. We need urban people. You can stay out there with the with the trees and the woods and the animals, and it's wonderful. It's beautiful, and you bring patients out there, but the city needs you. We have millions of brokenhearted, damaged people that are really lost. Come back to the city. It's okay. Come back to the city. You have your roots. You have your taproot. You have your foundation. You know who you are. You're grounded. Trust this for surrender and come back from the farm to the city. So I did. I came back to Atlanta, sold the farm, got rid of everything. I bought the house we're living in now, have uh, a suite of offices uh, where we do our production and, uh, and everything else. So it was starting to work really, 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 really well. And I thought, oh, this is just like the greatest, easiest surrender. I, I, this is wonderful. But then about a year ago, uh, uh, a little over a year ago, I got problems with GI problems. And for those of you that know, it's called C. diff. And it's a disease you can die from. I actually got septic and, and almost did die. I got very, very, very sick. I was like, wow, what's wrong with me? Uh, and then after that, I happened to fall down a, a, like a month later, fell down a flight of 25 stairs. Uh, couldn't move. Had to go in for um, all kinds of physicians and anesthesiologists and have all kinds of stuff done, pain therapy into my body um, through IVs and procedures. That was months. And then I, because I couldn't move, I got a pulmonary embolism, which I almost died from. Uh, the, the clot went into my heart and I, they got me to the hospital and um, gave me anticoagulants and I lived through that. Then uh, Months later, I, uh, uh, my oxygen, I couldn't breathe. This was all in the last year. COVID had started and COVID took off and I couldn't breathe. They thought I had COVID. I didn't. My oxygenation level was low 80s and it's supposed to be right, you know, 98 to 100. And I couldn't, uh, I was totally disabled, couldn't figure out what was going on. And I happened to have, after testing, I had a huge hole in my heart called a PFO. And so they um, had to do some surgery and close it. So... That was my fourth surrender that I'm just coming out of. And so I don't, I, I mean, but once you feel the cycles and once you know the cycles, um, you more trust it and you don't fight it as much. I don't, you know, try to get angry and fight it and take pork chop hill and 
it's more of a, wow, there are some lessons I need to learn here. So what I'd like to share with you is what I learned so that you can gracefully and lovingly accept this invitation. When it's time for you to surrender, are you at the end of your rope? Do you sometimes say, I'm at the end of my rope. I can't wash this thing one more time. I can't cook this thing. It's when nothing works. Nothing is working no matter how you try. You keep waiting to be happy, waiting to be successful, waiting for your marriage to work, waiting to be peaceful, waiting to get new friends, but your life keeps getting more confused, frustrating, anxiety-ridden, or even depression. Or are your emotions anxious? You worry more. You can't sleep. You're short-tempered. People say, gosh, you're getting angry and you look sad. Or you want to leave your marriage or your family, your job, or maybe even commit suicide or kill yourself. It can lead to that. You just can't go on like this anymore. You say, I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it anymore. You say, I'm finished. I'm done. Th this life, whatever's going on. Okay. That's it. It's beautiful. That's the invitation. Surrender's the most loving, kind, healing, and magnificent thing you can do for yourself. Think of it like opening a present. Seriously. I know it may be hard, but think of it. Surrender is the beginning of the process of you waking up. You must die to your past to be born to your new life. It's just the facts. Okay? So now, Let's talk about the stages and little wisdom tips of surrender I can give you, not just from my own life, but from the gurus, the ancients, the saints, the sages, the, uh, the Buddhas and the um, Christ and the prophets and Muhammad and the people throughout life, okay, that have, have done this, okay? So let's talk. Number one, you may want to write a letter to let go of your past life. You can begin, get a journal and, and talk about your past life in, in kind of a, wow, this was interesting. I married or I married twice or I didn't, or I had this disease or I, I'm living in poverty, whatever. I love journals. I've kept them my whole life. It, you can journal this magical spiritual experience. It's not only good for you. It may lead to your own book someday, your own calling, your own healing profession. I promise you this, it will open doors and take you to places you never dreamed of. Because I am living proof, I'm living proof of living a dream beyond anything I could have ever imagined or dreamed. Okay, so write it down, maybe in a journal. Two, share your decision. I think this is really important. Share your decision to surrender with your partner, your spouse, your friends, family, who you trust, because it's helpful to get their support and their wisdom. Because this, this is life-changing each time you do it. So you may want to tell others not for their approval. You're not saying, what do you think about this? But for their understanding and compassion, okay? I couldn't have done this because we had two children, a family. We both had all of this big life. I couldn't have made each of these surrenders each time without really Jim, my husband's support and help because each time it changed our life. So one person can't change their life in a system without changing everyone else's. So it's very powerful when your family, your friends or whatever know that you're in a state of surrender. Next, three, expectations. Let go of your expectations of you, okay? My first surrender, I saw me, part of my guided imagery was me on the cover of the first woman to own a multinational corporation uh, in Forbes and Fortune and in the Financial Times out of England. That, that, that was my 
Okay, that was my expectation, nothing less. Two perfect children, a brilliant husband, uh, a big, I mean, seriously, that is, was my first one. And if you'll notice with each surrender for me personally and for you, remember the doors down the hall that each one opens, you reverently respect it, bow to it, and each one is a surrender that leads you down the passageway, down the journey of your life. So I thought I was next, my second surrender, I thought I was supposed to be a high, high you know, an intellectual and I, and I happened to be a professor at a couple of universities. I thought that was it. Nah, I had to surrender to the farm. Then my next one, oh, I know what, I've written a screenplay. I've written uh, a, a reality show. I've written blah, blah, blah. So that was from Hollywood back to the farm. And then the farm is my life. I'm going to live here for it. Mm -mm. Nope. There were other plans in that surrender. I moved from the farm and I live in Atlanta. Okay. So let go of your expectations, your life, your plans, your goals, your to-do list. God, I lived off to-do list. Stop struggling. Stop struggling. Imagine putting yourself in a warm blanket <sighs> and a good cup of tea or hot chocolate. Okay. And just sitting under the stars at night or sitting under a tree in the sun with a little breeze or sitting in a garden with the flowers, flowers listening or to the bees or the butterflies, okay? And just absorb, drop those expectations. Next, do a little meditation every day. Meditation in itself is an act of surrender. It's one of the most powerful tools and skills on your journey. Again, every enlightened, happy, um, unbelievable person that I have ever met and studied did some type of meditation or different types of meditation. Just get silent. And again, if you don't know how, you can always go to the Mindful Living Network, go to our meditation room. It's called The Meditation Room. It's on YouTube. You can go to The Meditation Room. Go there and we have all kinds of meditations to start with, okay? And if you have any ideas or questions, write me and I'll create a meditation for you. So meditation, clear the mind. You're creating space. Number five, everything is your teacher, okay? Everything, nature, trees, birds, sun, wind, water, seasons of the year, farmers, wounded dogs, mountain men, every one of these were my teachers. And I opened my heart from the time I woke up in the morning, I would go, okay. When I saw a rattlesnake and I looked at it and I got terrified and wanted to run, I went, oh, hi teacher, what are you to teach me about? Wow. So everything you, you respond with almost wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R, very cool. And then be present in the presence. Be present. You be present in your presence, capital P, your soul, your spirit, in the presence, the great presence, the large presence, the divine presence, the higher self, whatever you want to call it, okay? This is where you need to be present because it's all there. You don't have to go after it, which is what I thought. Achieve it, which is what I thought. No, 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 no. It's there. It's there. You just have to open up and be present. And then be familiar with the laws of contraction and expansion. Okay? So here I am in the presence, me personally, each time. Pain, pain, pain was involved because I'd kept it in. So my tears were, uh, the pain was oozing out of my pores during the, this process. And I call it, this was contraction. Think about it. When you cry, <laughs> you're letting out the air. You're letting out the pain. So it's contraction. And you're getting rid of that in that when you're bringing in your muscles and things. You're getting rid of anger, fear, pain, loss, betrayal, confusion. 
as you express your emotions from birth, your insides contract with the release, okay? The release. And then comes the emptiness. The surrender into emptiness, exhaustion. You're exhausted, you cried, you let rid of your emotions. Pretty cool, okay? It's a strange, cool place, emptiness, okay? Just be with it, you don't have to do anything. Be with the emptiness. You may want a journal, it's pretty cool, or draw a picture if you're a picture person. And then the next is awareness. Okay, you're in this place and your awareness becomes keen. Greater than you ever dreamed. You never saw there were so many shades of yellow or so many different kinds of roses or so many different ways the sky is blue. How about the shapes of clouds or different birds, male and female birds, totally different colors. Their songs are all different. There's an amazing clarity and awareness. And then we talked about the contraction, getting rid of the pain. Well, guess what? With this emptiness and new clarity comes the expansion. Oh, so cool. Expansion. You're growing. You're expanding. Filling with new energy. With surrender, you create space and you allow newness. Notice what's growing. What's expanding inside of you? You're like a little acorn that, that yields the big oak tree. You're creating. Focus on what's thriving. What, what, what's starting to come up? A few smiles, a few more grins, a few more tapping your heels or dancing or what's going on? Smile when you go to bed, maybe smile when you wake up. And then next comes your freedom. The expansion brings your freedom, the awareness of your freedom. You have a new sense of freedom. 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 Something I never experienced until I became an adult. Freedom, especially as a woman. Especially as a woman. We become, we're born a daughter. We're born, then we become a wife. Then we become a mother and a grandmother. And in these can be almost a bondage to those titles or roles. This is freedom. You have a new sense of freedom within yourself, your soul. And please don't forget the next one is patience, patience, patience. You're opening up to new possibilities never experienced before in you, never. So be patient. Know every single thing that you need, every single thing that you need will unfold and be with you right there, be there for you and with you. It's kind of like uh, uh, Jesus said uh, in, in, uh, in the Bible when he said, you know, look, look at the birds. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. They don't worry about where they have the water. They don't worry about the sun shining. They just be the finch. They be a robin. They be a cardinal. They be whatever they are. This surrender is about you surrendering into your being. Okay, patience, patience. That was the hardest one for me. Then you'll get confidence. You're going to have a growing faith. Faith is a muscle. It needs to strengthen and grow. That's again, if you have a spouse or a partner or a friend or a community, they're there to help you too. And you'll see your faith is a muscle. You're going to change. Your whole life will change. You'll have more confidence every breath you take and your faith in yourself will grow. And your faith in the surrender process, by the way. So you're restored, you have new strength, power, you become more optimistic, okay? And the thing that's really interesting is learning to know with not knowing. 
I was obsessed, whether it was my intellectual prowess or whether it was my um, reading all the time. And I read biographies. I'm, I'm a, oh God, insatiable. I read it all the time. But for me, and, and I'm a Google freak, if I don't know something or the definition of a word, I Google it right away. Not knowing the loss of control, I, I took it, I, I used to get anxious and it made me fear because when you grow up in such violence as I did as a child in patriarchy, I, I had to know. I had to know where to go, where to hide, what to do. Not knowing meant a loss of control and it was terror, fear. But now, not knowing is fun because I know. There is something that's going to happen. Something. I know it. In this open space, there's going to be new ideas, new energy, renewed feelings, new relationships. And don't forget, when this not knowing happens, look for symbols and signs. I am a huge believer. I've lived with Native American tribes. I have lived with uh, spiritual, very, very spiritual people of all religions and in different flavors of monasteries. All of them believe in symbols and signs. I do too. I know them to, I know this to be true. And when I would live in the woods, when a certain animal would show up or a certain weather would show up or a certain person would show up, I knew it was a sign or a symbol. I was doing this last night. I, I was going over the podcast and I went in the next room. It was in, under my arm and I went to turn off a television that was on and there was a movie called City Slickers. And I burst out laughing because Billy Crystal is in this movie and it's about three men who created lives in New York, very prosperous and successful lives. And they decide that their lives are at a dead end. They've had it. They're done. It's not working. And they surrender and spend two weeks at a ranch in Colorado working on a farm driving cows. I burst out laughing. See, I took that as a symbol. That was a sign that I was supposed to do this podcast. I mean, birds that show up, my husband and I will do, and, and we're kind of statistic mathematical people. So we'll go, oh, what were the combinations and permutations of that happening statistically? So we live by signs and symbols. We expect them. We belly laugh when they happen. So expect and revel, be just joy when you have signs or symbols. They're everywhere. Okay. We just haven't developed our awareness to notice them. And then next, new reverence for your life is going to occur, and, and new reverence for all life. Each time you surrender, you're more enlightened. You experience happiness and peace, I mean, fullness that you never dreamed possible. And reverent respect for all of life. Reverent respect. When you quit fighting life and trying to accommodate and make it, it's, it's a miracle, I swear. It, you can tell I'm passionate about it because it's, it's, it's one of the biggest, biggest things I believe in your life is this whole concept of surrender that can, can lead you home to yourself every single time. And finally, when you surrender, you're evolving to your higher self, your divine self. You receive divine grace and guidance. You're allowing, you're receiving, and I'm a woman, so also receiving and conceiving conceiving the authentic divine higher self which is you surrender is midwifing you surrender is midwifing it's birthing the you so anyway
I love this podcast. I did. I love this one. I love all of them, but I really love this one. It's really, I mean, it's, it's my home. I feel like I'm home right now. So don't give up. Okay. Giving up. I'm no, no, no. You want to give in. You want the invitation to give into the real you surrender. So if you have any questions, comments, things you want me to talk about, go to info at mindfullivingnetwork.com or info at our O-U-R-M-L-N.com. That's the abbreviated version. And also please sign up for our newsletter. It's fabulous. I personally collate or write most of the newsletter. It's fun. It's uplifting. It's great tips. Um, filled with information and optimism and fuel. I'm serious. It's, it's fuel for the journey. So sign up for our newsletter. And for those you love, relatives, brothers, sisters, coworkers, forward them. Send them a news, this newsletter. It'll help them. It'll, you'll, uh, uh, our tagline for our, our uh, company, the Mindful Living Network, is one people, one planet, one future. So please help us spread the word. We're all in this together holding hands. Um, it's kind of like the old Coca-Cola commercial. Uh, there was a song many, many years ago, and it said, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. And then it has all these voices, Asian, European, African. Everybody chimes in, and it shows the whole world in a circle rotating. So that's what I think of when I think of the Mindful Living Network. So please help us create this movement. Uh, we're all brothers and sisters trying to help each other. Um, know how much that I love you. Seriously, wherever you are and whoever you are. This is the way I see it. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall. And remember, don't give up. Give in. Surrender. See you soon. <laughs>